Hello everyone, this is Pastor Scott. And this is Pastor Don from Good Samaritan Lutheran Church here in Las Vegas. And you're listening to Good News from Good Sam, our podcast. This is where we go deeper into our weekly message and give you some spiritual food for the week. So we hope that you enjoy listening today and always feel free to share it with some of your friends as well. Absolutely. We just hope that our time together today will bless you and that will bring you a little bit closer to God and His love for you. Hello and welcome to Deeper. I am here with Pastor Scott and Pastor Don will be in in just a moment. Where did he go? Um, I think he went to grab his glasses. I've got mine. Do you have yours? <laughs> I don't need them. Lucky me. Uh, the joy of being young. <laughs> so we just want to welcome everyone here this morning afternoon i guess for deeper and then we also want to welcome those of you who are listening on the podcast uh, we're so grateful to have you all here with us today to go it's, deeper into our weekend message it's great to have you tuning in today for our deeper edition of good news at noon mm-hmm. that's great a uh, beautiful day in las vegas and um hopefully where you are too right. so we are continuing with our sermon series trailblazer. called trailblazer yeah uh, gosh i wish we would have used the term break trail would have been so much better. I'm kidding. It's an inside joke. That was the name of the sermon series. That, and uh, I was like, no, we're not going to do a sermon series called Break Trail. I just can't. I don't know. I, it's shallow. So it's it's, it's trailblazer because I, I think Jesus is more of a trailblazer. Yes. Um, and Pastor Scott, give yes. him a, a quick reminder of what you opened the series with. We kicked it off with mm-hmm. the theme, Jesus Never Gives Up on Us. Mm-hmm. And um, the three points were Jesus never gives up on us even when we sin. Jesus never gives up on us even when others do. And then Jesus never gives up on us even when we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, just the idea that there's no sin that he can't forgive. And um, looked real briefly at Judas and, and Peter and just two different, pers- I mean, both sinned and both disappointed Christ. And yet Peter um, better dealt with his own issue and got forgiveness. And, 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 and I'm going to end up preaching the whole thing. So. <laughs> you can go back <laughs> and watch that. But that led then into what you shared this last week. Yeah, and the fact that Jesus understands our pain. And I think that is, um, it's an interesting concept because... We talk a lot about it here, and so I almost didn't want to preach in this because I'm, I was thinking, well, of course Jesus understands our pain. Of course Jesus is there for us in our pain. But I think for a lot of folks, they need to continue to hear that because either they were raised in a church that for, for whom God was more of a judgmental God, God was more, uh, the purpose of God was to pass judgment on you. Uh, versus understand or be there for you. Or people just haven't heard that enough, and they don't quite get that idea of a concept of God is. We, we've been having a lot of new people coming into our church, and a lot of the people that we call kind of baby Christians are just new in their faith. And they kind of need to, even though it's something that we just we talk about a lot, it feels like sometimes we talk about it too much, I think it's not a bad reminder for people who have heard it more than once, but especially for people who are new in their faith. This is such an important reminder to remember the humanity of of God, remember the humanity of Jesus. Because we've got the Godhood, right? We're getting ready to celebrate that. The, the resurrection, you know, defeating death, those things that are foundational to the Christian faith. But what about the humanity part of Jesus? He was fully human and fully God. 
And that's hard for us to wrap our minds around. It is. But if he wasn't, then he wouldn't have been able to understand our pain. Right. He could do that because of that human aspect. I think, too, whenever we um, see these examples of, of Jesus kind of experiencing the pain and understanding our pain, it helps give a good representation of empathy. And it's not only mm-hmm. that, you know, we know that he experienced that because, and we experience it, but we can have empathy towards others that have those sort of feelings or experiences. And, and really, that's one of the kind of the key points here to this whole message is that idea of empathy, Tommy, that one of the best ways for us to be able to, to have uh, empathy for somebody else is to go through. You know, it's very hard to have empathy for somebody who's losing a loved one if you've never lost a loved one. I mean, mm-hmm. you can feel sad for them and care for them, but until you lose a loved one, it, it just kind of, oh, you're like, oh, this is what this is like. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I, I remember one time when we had children early on, my son wanted to stay up late. And uh, we had some friends over, and it was a kind of an exciting time. So my son, who was maybe three at the time, wanted to stay up. And he kept just be- pestering, pestering. And we're like, okay, rather than get into a big fight with our son in front of our friends, let's, we're going to, son, you can sit here on the steps for half an hour. You can watch the adults, you know, which is what he wanted to do. He was, didn't want to miss out. And I remember one of my friends leaning over and whispering to her husband, boyfriend, at the, uh, husband at the time, in a, a loud stage whisper, when we have kids, we will never let them get away with something like that. And I remember, I, I don't know, it just came to me. It was this brilliant moment of insight because I was going up the steps. I turned, I looked at her, I said, you know, Jen, I did my best parenting before I had children as well. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, empathy, when you go through something, you have a lot more understanding mm-hmm. uh, and a lot more empathy. Uh, for the people, some other somebody else who might be going through it, and that is such a great point. Jesus lived thirty-three years. That's when I told my daughter she could start to date at thirty-three. I said, <laughs> "If you outlive Jesus, then you can start to date." You're more generous. Jesus than didn't. Me. Jesus didn't date for thirty-three years, and and I think you can you can try to follow that example. She's not listening. Um, so Jesus lived for thirty-three years, and in that. 33 years, he had the full range. He, he knew what it was like to be a teenager. He knew what it was like to have parents. He knew what it was like to have friends. He knew what it was like to lose friends. Um, and then we only know really a lot about three years of his life. We know a little bit from zero to 30, you know, he getting lost and Mary having to go back and find him in a temple and says he grew up and he was a faithful son and those types of things. But really we get a lot of details in the three years from about 30 to 33. And he went went to parties, went to weddings, which were big parties back in those days. He experienced the loss of his friends. He experienced rejection. He experienced people making fun of him. He, uh, he experienced, well, a couple of examples. Temptation, which is one you wouldn't think of very often. It says uh, he was in the desert 40 days being tempted by Satan. This is at the beginning of his ministry when Satan was trying to turn him away from the path of saving the world. Um, he, so he knew what it was like to be hungry, to be thirsty. Uh, one point in Matthew 8, we read that foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head, which basically saying that a lot of times for his ministry, they were at the whim of their friends to put them up in a place to stay. Sometimes they'd, they'd sleep out in the open. They didn't ever have resources, so he knew what it was like to want, to to be poor. I mean... Frustration, anger when he overturned the tables in the temple. You just can keep going on and on and on. He got, he got tired. 
in the scriptures, uh, John 4, it says, Jesus was weary from the journey, so he sat down by the well. And that's where he met the woman at the well, and that whole story unfolds and so forth. So I think that is such a great point to know that when we are going through something, we have a God who not only has promised to be there for us through the power of the Holy Spirit, but also simply who understands. Mm -hmm. Because... Jesus experienced those things when he was here on this earth in human form. I think keeping in mind that he experienced those things helps kind of remove some of the shame surrounding mm. those if you're experiencing those in your life too, you know, like temptation and, and poverty or even angry outbursts. I mean, obviously you want to try to manage <laughs> those things, but they're, you know, it can help remove some of that shame that we might feel knowing that he also experienced those things. True. Yeah, he did. He kind of lost his cool when he started overturning those. I mean, if I was his parent, I would have said, Jesus, now is our way that we can handle this. Can we use our words? Take a deep breath Take and a count to breath, five. You know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, he experienced the full range of human emotion. I, I does. It does take away some of the shame. I like that, Tommy. That's really good insight. Um, a couple things, and this is a couple points I made in the sermon I think I should have talked to Tom beforehand because I think her points are a little bit better. But that's why we bring her in Wednesday. Uh, I think one when it, when you read the Gospels, and I, I made this point in my sermon. And I'll give you a little Bible education here. Oh, Kristen's on. Uh, well, Kristen's with us. She needs a little Bible education, so we're gonna <laughs> do this for Kristen. <laughs> um, no, I, the the first four books of the New Testament are called the Gospels: Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and. We spend a lot of time talking about the life of Jesus, but really in the entire Bible, which is 66 books long, there are four books that talk specifically about the life of Jesus. Old Testament talks a lot about what the coming Messiah and refers to Jesus. And then, of course, the other books in the New Testament talk a lot about some of the theology and teaching that came out of the life of Jesus. But if you want to know, if you want to read about the life of Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right? And in those four books, we see... All these examples of Jesus being very human, um, also being very godly, healing people, helping blind people to see. So now he wasn't just human. He was human and God wrapped up in the same vessel. Um, you say, well, that's kind of confusing to my human mind. Well, we're not God. And uh, sometimes we can't understand God and everything about him. And that really shouldn't um, baffle us that much, in all honesty. Uh, but if you ever wonder how you should respond to a situation, if you can learn about the life of Jesus in those four books and see how he responded, mm -hmm. uh, that basically gives you an insight into how God responds to a lot of the things we experience. And then it also, I think, helps us very clearly understand the fact that he knows our pain. Right? Mm. I want to just mention... Uh, because you said earlier about baby Christians, uh, and I can't, I, well, I can't name a name, but somebody from our congregation who's going through a difficult time in their life, um, you know, just needed to talk, and, and he'd heard your sermon on Sunday, and it was helpful, and, you know, he just needed to hear that, yes, God does understand, Jesus mm -hmm. does understand, yeah. and, um, and so I think whether we're, um, you know, new in our faith this person is not new in their faith and they have a strong faith and yet you know just struggling with some really tough stuff in life um needed to hear that yeah god does understand christ does understand do you yeah. think that's why a lot of these points are kind of repeated throughout 
the Bible, I mean, especially the Gospels, because it's almost like we get amnesia. It's like we know it, but then we experience something, and then we forget it, and we need the reminder all the time. Mm -hmm. And we even have to remind ourselves daily almost. That's a really good point, Tommy. It really is. Um, Yeah. That's why we need to go to church every single Sunday. (laughs) Every single day. You're going to miss. You're going to miss it if you don't. Um, Digressors, I want to say welcome to Carol. Looks like Carol Vanderlyn to join us. Always good to see Carol on line here on our little Wednesday night or Wednesday afternoon group. (coughs) We do. Even as a pastor who I'm always reading through the Bible, either in my devotions in the morning, preparing for Bible studies, preparing for sermons. I mean, we spend obviously a lot of time in the, in the scriptures. I need to be reminded sometimes it's easy even for me to drift away in my faith. Yeah. We do need that constant reminder. Absolutely. And you're not like doing it wrong if you need them basically i guess is what i was trying to say like right. don't feel bad if you constantly struggle right. to remember because right. we all are <laughs> right or oh i got it it's in my heart now i never need to talk yeah. about it again no <laughs> it's like it's like what is that joke that's uh, uh lena's telling oli that he he never tells her that he loves her anymore and he goes i told you on our wedding day that i loved you and if i change my mind i'll let you know <laughs> you know uh sometimes we need to be reminded <laughs> quite often. All of the time. All the time. Um, so there's this wonderful scripture from Hebrews 4. It's not the first time we've used it, but I think it, it really speaks a little bit to what we're talking about. So let me read it to you real quick. It says, Now we know that we have Jesus, this great high priest. A high priest was just... The, well, I don't need to go into that. Okay, we have Jesus, <laughs> this great high priest with ready access to God. Let's not let it slip through our fingers. We don't have a priest who is out of touch with our reality. He's been through weakness and testing. He's experienced it all, all but the sin. So let's walk right up to Jesus and get what he is so ready to give. Take the mercy, accept the help. Yeah, and I, it's a kind of a paraphrase translation, obviously, which means that they they take the ideas and they kind of put it into very uh, modern language, but it, it still gets to the gist of what it's saying. It's just like that. Take the mercy, accept the help. Sometimes that's one of the hardest things for us mm-hmm. to do is to just accept the help. Mm-hmm. You know, but maybe it's a little bit easier when we realize that our God isn't so distant. That God's, and when He was human, was just like us. It's a lot easier to accept help from somebody who you can relate to. Well, I wonder if some of it gets back to what Tommy mentioned too. It, <clears throat> it's repeated. And the reality is we need to hear it because I think there can be that guilt, like, well, why isn't my faith stronger at this time? Yeah. You know, why aren't I doing better? And, and I've heard that from people before, maybe even asked my, you know, myself that question. And, and the reality is, is <laughs> we need God because if we could do it all on our own, we don't need God. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's okay yeah. if there's the struggle because knowing Jesus understands our pain helps you bring or get you back to him, closer to him. That is one of the biggest first steps in a faith journey for a lot of people is just understanding they need a savior. Mm-hmm. Can't save yourself. Yep. Um, you know, in America, we live pretty good lives. Yep. We don't need God for a lot. We usually have enough to eat. We usually have pretty good health. I mean, there's exceptions to this. Um, you know, we usually have most of our material needs met. Um, and so we're not desperate for much. Uh, but, you know, people go through some desperate times in their lives. It's, it, sometimes when you're desperate is when you begin to realize, wow, I really can't do this on my own. I really do need something beyond myself. And that's when 
our hearts are a little bit more open to God. But sometimes that takes a while for that to happen to somebody here in America, at least. And I think what we've seen, you know, or we've experienced over the years is that usually in, in this country when that happens, it's because we've lost a loved one or mm -hmm. there's been that medical diagnosis or, or uh, you know, a job loss or a relationship loss or something. And, and then when people get kind of, it isn't like you said, the food necessarily or the roof over the head, but it's, it, it's that... Um, different kind of loss. Mm -hmm. We have the um, the or, door open to the room, so that's probably the bird you're hearing, Connie. There or, is not one in here. Or there could be the children in the background. <laughs> that is. Um, or I'm humming. The children are at lunch, and they tend to make a little bit of noise <laughs> sometimes. But we like the kids here. Yeah, we do. It's nice to it's have a, nice a little noise. bit of no children noise in the background. Okay. Um, here's another thing. You know, it's so funny. What did you say? Tommy, we were talking about it earlier today. Oh, you were talking about how, because I made a joke or something in the sermon about how people so often turn to everywhere else but Jesus for help. They'll turn to Oprah and Dr. Phil, and Tommy's like, you're dating yourself. I don't even think they're on TV anymore. He's like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> like, like, I was like, who do, who do people turn to on TV anymore? It used to be Oprah and Dr. Phil. Oh, it used to be Lawrence Welk. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Uh, well, who? Lawrence, well, how old are you, man? Some of, some of those oh, are high. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they'll read their horoscope. They'll uh, they'll turn to a lot of different sources for for help and guidance. And one of the last places they'll turn <laughs> is Jesus. And what did you say about that? Well, I was just asking about how you can, you know, reconcile that with also like needing professional help too, like oh, with therapy go. or counseling, how, you know, something's not inherently wrong with you if your faith is strong and you still struggle with these things. Like you can still seek out mm -hmm. that help. It doesn't have to be either or, right? right. I mean, that's kind yeah. of what I was asking about. I, I've, I've given a lot of people suggestions on counseling. Yeah. Uh, we're not against that in, in any sense. Yeah. Um, but absent of God, too. I'm not mm -hmm. sure that's the best answer. Right. Yeah, counseling is good. Kristen put a really good point. She goes, it's kind of like when my husband tells me something, I don't believe him until I hear it from someone else. <laughs> you do that, too? My wife does that all the time, Kristen. We all learned that in wife school. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> in wife school, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's a secret school. We all learned that. Now I know where Debbie got that. Keep, <laughs> keep, your, husband, keep your husband humble, I believe, is what they teach in wife school. Um, but you're right, Jesus, uh, we should turn to Jesus in prayer first, but it's not the only resource we have. We're intelligent people. We can turn to friends, which I bring up a little bit later, the friends that you trust. You know, if you're struggling in your marriage, it might not be a great idea to go talk to your three or four really bitter divorce friends about how to stay in your marriage, <laughs> for instance. Um, you know, you do have to consider the source a little bit. Your, your, your friend that can't save a penny for his life and is constantly borrowing money from you, you probably don't want to go to him for financial advice or her. You know, you got to be smart about this whole thing. But yeah, the people does, God does place people in our lives to help us um, with some of those things as well. Well, you know, I, just as a plug for small groups, and maybe it's a little late for the current session, but in the small group I'm leading to, I was very surprised even in the first week how much they opened up and yeah and sharing things you know some of which was painful or their experiences with it so that 
you know, especially Christian friends too, where we're kind of on the same page, mm -hmm. uh, but then can share that and go, oh, okay, I've been through that, or they've been through that, and and the insights that they've gained can help too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, very true. Uh, yeah, like once again, that's that whole empathy thing. You know, God places us in each other's lives. We'll get to that. Well, you know what? Let's just jump around a little bit. Well, um, Second Corinthians, where it talks about how this idea that. Uh, God places people in our lives um, to help us through tough times. We just have to let them because it is very human nature to curl in on yourself uh, and just kind of kind of shut people out. You don't want to bother them. You don't want to deal with the emotion of having other people talk to you about something that's hurting you. There's a lot of reasons why we do curl in on ourselves and it doesn't make you a bad person that you do, but it just doesn't do you any good. Um, I shared a story about a, a gal here in our church who, who's, who was having, he was, her husband was having some chest pains. Nothing great, but they, you know, and she was kind of like, you know, you need to go to the doctor. And he doesn't like doctors, didn't, he was kind of afraid of hospitals, and he was kind of being a tough guy. And it went on for a couple of days until it finally got to the point where he just couldn't bear it anymore. And they finally took him into the hospital. And make a long story a little bit shorter, the doctor looked at him and said, there's not much we can do for you. If you came in a day ago, we probably could have treated this fairly easily, but there's been so much damage to your heart right now that we can try some things, but I'm not holding out a lot of hope. And he died like three weeks later. Wow. Whereas if he would have gone into the hospital early on in the process, most likely he would still be alive today. I mean, we don't know that for sure, but um, the doctors w could have treated him and there was a much better chance that he's alive today. When we don't deal with our hurts and our emotions... Even if it's very human that we do, that we shut people out, we push people away, we don't turn to God, we just kind of want to deal with it ourselves, it just causes us more hurt and pain in the long run. Well, it's uncomfortable mm. to have that vulnerability show, and I think that's what it, it, it's about, overcoming being vulnerable, and we probably don't see it modeled a lot, so then we feel Truth. like we're not supposed to, and are we burdening someone with this by being vulnerable? So I think there's a lot to kind of take in from that, just getting yeah. comfortable being vulnerable, really. Well, and I, I hear the comment every once in a while. It's, um, you know, you, you'll say, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. But nobody really cares how I'm doing anyway. <laughs> and, you know, um, it's probably true that a lot of people don't care, but there are people who do care. There are people and, who do and, care. And it's important to be able to find those people. Right? Mm -hmm. The random stranger, the, the lady checking out your groceries probably <laughs> isn't going to want you to unburden yourself <laughs> on her as she's, you know, how you doing? Uh, can't complain. I mean, I could, but nobody listens, I think, yeah. is one of the, my favorite. <laughs> nobody would listen is one of my favorite things. Um, and in Second Corinthians, the Bible kind of addresses this. It says it really, really good. Um, oh, I just want to say, Catherine. I want to say hi to Catherine. Good to see you, Catherine. She usually pops in here, too. It's good to have you with us. Catherine is on the border of France in Germany, because we asked her yesterday oh. on Good News at Noon, and um, so in a very... Pretty area. That's very mountainous there, isn't it? Right on the oh, border of France and Germany. Oh, I'm thinking border of, of France and Spain. Uh, France and Germany. Very nice. Second yep. um, Corinthians. All praise to God the Father, our Lord, and our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. Now, this is, I like this part, he says, which is good. It's good to know that God is a source of comfort. He comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort others when they are troubled. We will be able to give them the same comfort that God has first given us. I like that. I like that that idea that we talk about Jesus is there. He understands our pain. He's there for us in our pain. He can bring us comfort. Remember, we talked a little bit about it's nice to have 
a God who not only understands us, but then has the ability to do something about it. You kind of made that funny example. You don't go to your friend who is broke to borrow money. A prisoner doesn't ask another prisoner to set them free, right? God not only is someone we can go to commiserate with and who will understand us and listen to us and be there for us, but he's also got the power to do something about it. Thank you. Um, He's got the power to uh, bring us that comfort and that peace, even in the midst of the pain. But as he brings us that comfort, it's not, he wants us to do something with it. He wants us to, to heal, to move on, to grow, but then to use that to help comfort somebody else, mm-hmm. which is really important. You know. That's That scripture is often used in a funeral service, mm. um, or part of the prayers and and stuff. And I was just thinking about that because we're, we're having a funeral tomorrow for one of our members' mothers. And, uh, you know, families coming in from other places and, and, and they're gathering together to honor a life but also to comfort each other yeah. in the midst of their loss. Well, I mean, I know it's not anything that you brought up, but I just think of how, um, you know, sometimes Christians are very divided in kind of how they represent Christianity. And I feel mm. like this is like the prime, you know, scripture to say, no, we're not supposed to be like judging and condemning others. We're supposed to be empathizing with them comforting, and comforting helping. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, boy, don't get me started. Sorry. <laughs> but I was just saying it's a good example. Yeah. Tommy, stop that. <laughs> yeah, there, I, there are Christians out there that do more harm to the kingdom of God. Uh, in the name of Christ, and it don't be don't be them. Yeah. Don't be that Christian. Be the loving, caring, right. giving, sharing kind example of, of Jesus. Yep. Follow the example of yep. Jesus, who erred in the sight of grace, who understood, who seek to under, who seek to understand rather mm-hmm. than to condemn or judge. And it's so funny, the harshest words he had were for the believers of his day who were judgmental. The pastors, uh, the pastors, the religious <laughs> leaders, some of the the know it all. And so we institute this wonderful church based on the life of Christ, and we do the same thing. Yeah, We're yeah. just humans. The more the more we change, the more we stay the same. Um, so I just think that that that's why stuff gets repeated. <laughs> it is, and um, so I don't know. I I'm very judgmental against judgmental Christians. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do about that. Judge not lest <laughs> judge lest not you be lest judged. you not be judged. But I'm going to judge you for being judgy. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, uh, and then the one one final point, which is something that kind of was brought up to me, is one of the reasons it's important to turn to Jesus is one. I think there's that comfort and that peace, right? My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, but you know, uh, peace that passes a kind of peace that passes understanding that is available to us when we turn to Christ with our pains and our troubles and our struggles. And so not only does Jesus understand it, but he gives, he has the ability through the power of the Holy Spirit to do something about it. But kind of what we talked about, another thing that we do, not only we, we kind of push people away because we're a fear of being vulnerable, a uh, fear of appearing weak. You know, I, once again, I grew up at, where in a, in a household and in a setting, Montana, A, Vulnerability is not highly uh, respected, and uh, B, it's just kind of got some of that toxic masculinity, macho stuff that goes on, um, where I was taught to not show much in the way of vulnerability because it it was weak, quote-unquote, to do that. But when you do turn to Jesus, 
for help, what it does, and you and others as well, it forces you to acknowledge that you're hurting. Mm-hmm. You know, it forces you to face that fear, that hurt, that pain, and deal with it. Because that's another thing that we often do as human beings. We push the pain away because it's too it's too painful. We don't want to pay, you know, we don't want to do it. Just like we don't want to get our, a skin knee or a bank, you know, we don't want to stub our toe. We try to avoid those kind of pains. We will often try to avoid the emotional pain. Even when we've experienced it, we will try not to feel it too strongly. And so we don't cry. We don't deal with our grief. We don't deal with our sadness. We don't acknowledge the fact that something's going on in our life that is causing us uh, distress. Uh, but when you turn to Christ in prayer, it forces you to name it, name it and claim it, and then that allows the power of Christ to come in and do something about it. Is that, what does it say here? Kids uh, of the future of the church. We should interview them <laughs> on the good news at noon. Oh my gosh, you would not believe some of the things the kids would say if we interviewed them. Might um, <laughs> be fun. If you're ever here, you need to come to Jesus time. We have Jesus time every day at 2.15. Yes. And then on first and third Thursdays, I will do chapel, and I will often ask the kids questions. I love their answers. Some of them are absolutely ridiculously funny. Um, and some of them are really profound mm-hmm. as well. It's really an amazing company. But yes, Lucene, um, that can be really cute. So those are your scriptures. I'm going to give you a couple scriptures to back that up a little bit. God is there to rescue all who are discouraged and given up hope. Can't rescue you if you don't call for help. Like the guy who prayed, he was in a flood. Did you hear about this guy? And the floodwaters kept coming up and up, and he got up on his roof, and he prayed, God, please rescue me. And just about interrupting his prayer, a guy comes by in a rowboat and says, Hey, man, jump in. He goes, No, no, I'm praying to God to rescue me. God will take care. And the guy's like, Whatever. And, and he continues to pray. About that time, his prayer is interrupted by a helicopter, and the guy shouts out, We're going to throw you down a rope. And he said, no, I'm praying to God to come and rescue me. Don't worry about it. And the helicopter flies away. The floodwaters come up. The guy drowns. He goes to heaven. He says, God, why didn't you rescue me? I prayed. He goes, I sent you a rowboat and a helicopter. What more do you want? (laughs) Man, um, you know, God is there and will rescue and help you when you are discouraged and given up hope. Well, that's like you were saying, you know, when you're not acknowledging those hurts and pains, you might not even be able to see the help that's right in front of you. Yeah. Like that situation. Got to acknowledge it to accept it. All right. Well, we just threw a lot of stuff at you today. It's a big quiz at 3 (laughs) o'clock. So come back on. (laughs) See how well you listened. Yeah. Yeah. And we do always appreciate the people that are on our podcast as well. If you ever want to listen to one of these podcasts, where do they go to find those podcasts, Tommy? Um, anywhere that you can find a podcast. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, um, Google Podcast. Yep. And um, if you don't know anything about what I'm talking about, you can just go to our website and there's a link there that can bring you to the podcast as well. Cool. So when you're driving in traffic, you can be listening to Deeper instead of watching. And if you want more information about the church, just go to goodsamlv.com and you'll get... You know, if you're not in, from Vegas, but you're coming here, we'd love to have you visit, even from Germany. Always yep. welcome. And um, listen to the sermons. If you didn't get a chance to see it over the weekend, there'll be links to the previous messages there as well. Yeah. And uh, we just really appreciate it. Make sure you friend us. Make sure if you share this with anybody, you ask them to friend us as well, because it expands our reach, allows us to get a little bit more people, 
connect a few more people to the good news of Jesus Christ. Yeah, and, and we know that there are folks that are connected in this way that aren't connected in any other way. And mm -hmm. so it just might be something that would be helpful for one of your friends or family members. Absolutely. And so a quick reminder, a little summary, before we send you out with a word of prayer. Um, Jesus experienced a lot of difficult things in his life, his 33 years of life, fully human. Um, he experienced frustration, hurt, anger, rejection, pain, thirst, tiredness, all those things he experienced. So when you experience them and you struggle with them, take them to God. He completely and utterly understands. You can trust God or Jesus to understand your pain. And when you take your hurts and your pains to Jesus, it helps you to acknowledge them, to face them, to deal with them. And then he's able to enter in and strengthen you, giving you hope, giving you peace in the midst of those pains. And then as he gives you that hope, and that ability to get through that time and, and receive some, some strengthening and some depth through that, that equips you then to bring that hope to other people when maybe they're experiencing some of the same things. All right? God works in awesome and mysterious ways. So you join us in a word of prayer. Let's pray. Lord, as we get ready to close today, we're just so thankful for our Wednesday group here. We, um, the fellowship here that we have on Deeper on Wednesdays. And I just pray that you continue to watch over them. Bless each and every person who uses this time to draw close to you, to learn a little bit more about you and to strengthen themselves in their faith. Uh, continue. And I know that we've probably all got prayers of people, situations. I mean, I'm reading too much about the Ukraine and all the stuff that's going on there. And we just pray that you be with those folks. But even the people that are closer to home that are experiencing some kind of difficulty or pain, just provide them that comfort, that presence. Give them the wisdom to open up to you, to know that you are there for them. For all those that are here in this group, continue to strengthen them in their faith as well. Help all of us to be those difference makers in this world that are so desperately needed, just as you make a difference in our lives. Amen. 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 Thanks, everyone. Have Thanks. a good rest of your week. Hump day! <laughs> With that, we'll sign off. <laughs> Thanks again, everyone, for joining us for this episode of Good News from Good Sam. We ask that you would join us again for our next podcast as we continue to go deeper. And remember to subscribe to the show where you listen to podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. And again, I'm Pastor Scott. And I'm Pastor Don. Thanks for listening, and we just hope you have a great day. Amen.